You made it. You've arrived. This is Peter Levitan's Advertising Stories. And you're about to hear entertaining, personal, often instructive stories from deep inside the world of advertising. Hello, this is Peter's artificial intelligent friend Arthur. You are about to hear a prescient, as in very predictive, conversation that Peter had with Kathy Taylor who was a contributing editor at Adweek when Peter recorded this podcast for his advertising agency in 2006. Yes, Peter was an early podcast host and Kathy was very early on to understanding Google's impending advertising market domination. Peter asked me to introduce this podcast because he is in it, he wanted to give you a break from hearing him introduce this historical episode. And because he wanted me to tell you that Kathy talks about how Google began its domination of the traditional media market, over 14 years ago. Okay, take it Peter and the very articulate Kathy. Back to the future in 2006. Hi there. Today I'm going to interview Catherine P. Taylor, uh, better known as Kathy, who is a contributing editor of Adweek, among other things. Hi, Kathy. Hello. How are you? I'm very good. And what else do you do for Adweek? Uh, I do all sorts of things that are focused on new media or digital media. So I write columns occasionally. I just wrote a big feature on Google uh, that took, you know, I think I lost some hair over that one because it was so big. Um, and uh, then I also uh, run our blog with uh, another person that's called adfreak.com, A-D-F-R-E-A-K.com, um, good, good which has branding. been really fun for us. Great. Well, I, I want to actually come back to that because I want to yeah. briefly talk about blogging. Um, this is going to be the first of three segments with Kathy, and uh, it's something new. I, I am trying to move away from these long 30-minute jobs uh, to kind of break them up for all of you out there who have short attention spans and you know who you are. Uh, and there are, there are um, actually uh, classes that you can go to for those, but we won't get into that right now, maybe at the end of the show. Anyway, so, so I thought, Kathy, I thought I would start with something big, uh, the discussion. You, you've been looking at the advertising business. I, I'm, I'm, I know that you're really only 22, but probably for 20 years. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, it, it, give or take, maybe probably give, but yes. Okay, all right, excellent. So, you, so you've been watching from the sideline with, with the goal of actually understanding this stuff versus most of us that just do it day-to-day to make some money. So what, what do you think, if I were to say what's the state of advertising right now, uh, it's, it's hammered often by people who say that it's a dying industry. Is it a dying industry? No, but it is a rapidly changing industry. I mean, I, I think of the last year, I think in 2005, the big thing that happened was that all of the things that everybody has said were going to happen actually happened uh, in terms of media fragmentation, video on demand, blogs, all this stuff that people had been saying, well, in the future, we'll do X and such. It actually happened. And so we're seeing that kind of the pace with which the 32nd spot becomes less relevant and all that, 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 that pace is really quickening and, and there's sort of no turning back now. And is there fear and loathing in the agency world? Yeah, I sense a lot of it. Uh, it most of it is off the record. Um, it was interesting doing this Google story because uh, for those who have been following Google, they're looking to 
uh, really turn the advertising marketplace into a true marketplace rather than you know something with a lot of backdoor deals. And there's a lot of concern about them in the advertising industry, and yet you can't really get somebody to uh, be honest and go on the record about that. So there's a lot of um, you know concern. A lot of people who you know want to you know get in the golf cart and drive off into the sunset as quickly as possible. And and then there's also a lot of innovation going on. I mean, it's very easy to knock the ad industry um, all the time. And you know, God knows we've all been doing it for decades now. But uh, but you do see uh, you do see a fair amount of innovation, and some of it goes well, and some of it's a disaster. But at least people are sort of wake. They've woken up. They're paying attention, and, and that's a good thing. And can you describe uh, what Google is doing? Well, it, Google has um, is trying to basically take uh, what they've done with search marketing and and put that into offline media. So um, they bought a company uh, a couple of um, months ago that, uh, for instance, brokers radio advertising. And you, as a radio advertiser, would go into the system. You would plug in what day parts you wanted, how much you were willing to spend, uh, and, uh, and, and upload your spot. And, you know, voila, you would you would be transacting um, advertising in a very, it's you know, sterile, very technological um, way. It would be done by, by bidding, so, you know, highest bidder wins. Um, and some of this is still in formation. It's not all absolutely happening yet. But they, they feel that there's so many inefficiencies in the advertising marketplace, which I don't think anybody really disagrees about, that you could take kind of the technological basis um, by which Google... Um, you know, sell search advertising and apply it to other media. And they're also doing some experiments with this in print. And they've, what they've done is really interesting or really scary, depending on your point of view, <laughs> which is they've uh, gone to uh, a number of um, magazine publishers, bought pages, and then resold uh, those pages, some, some as fractionals. Uh, I think there's been some full pages. Um, to uh, to companies who um, basically agree to participate, but again do it in an automated manner. By and large, they're advertisers that um, the sales staff of the print publication would not normally be contacting just because of manpower issues. Uh, and uh, you know, again, the uh, you know the advertisement goes to the highest bidder, and uh, they appear in in the pages that Google, in fact, has bought. But it's it's the um, it's the ad is the ad of you know whoever has won the bidding. So I hope that makes sense. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. And I, I'm sure you know as an as an agency um, principal, it my reaction is that it must be targeted towards smaller advertisers. And um, my other reaction is that it com- takes away any qualitative um, analysis of where you're appearing and how you're appearing. Uh, and I've, I've heard this from people in the radio business, so maybe they're actually responding to this kind of idea. They say that uh, the intelligent radio buyers don't exist anymore. People are just buying points. Mm-hmm. Now, and, you know, some days I wake up and I go, well, maybe that's enough. But we all know that, you know, we do listen to radio, uh, certain radio stations dif- differently, certain shows differently. We read certain magazines differently. Uh, but this clearly is taking that away, and I wonder who, who's going to be using this. Is it the smaller advertiser, or, or is it Johnson and Johnson has put somebody in a position that says, "Well, let, let's see what we can do." 
Now, it, you know, it's it's been mostly smaller advertisers. And, you know, Google's point of view on that is, well, isn't this good for media? Because, you know, again, if you get back to the manpower issues, um, you know, is a small... Uh, you know, is, is a small sales staff going to be able to contact every potential advertiser that might fit in their book? And I think, you know, the answer is pretty clear. It's no. So, um, you know, that said, uh, the one that the auction that I uh, covered the most deeply in the story because they were the most forth, forthcoming was one involving um, Dwell, the, you know, the San Francisco-based shelter magazine. And I found it very interesting that the magazines that would participate in this thing were tended to be sort of West Coast-based, much more comfortable with technology, uh, that kind of thing. And they they had um, intercontinental hotels bidding for one, I believe. Uh, I think that's the right advertiser, but it was a major hotel chain. I don't know what kind of ad it was. I don't know whether it was, uh, you know, the... the the local uh, the local hotel that had had bought the advertising. They also had one of the the major advertise uh, major companies in the cedar uh, you know pre built homes industry buying an ad. And I don't see that as uh, you know the greatest coup ever by by Dwell. But um, you can't say that an advertiser like that is uh, not suitable for for their pages. Uh, and a lot of this. This advertising space, at least in the print program, was not so-called remnant advertising. So, I, I mean, in interviewing these people, one thing that was really interesting was to discover that a lot of the mis- that a lot of the the, the uh, preconceived notions of what Google was doing in print were uh, pretty wrong, actually. Uh, and uh, again, you know, when I tried to interview people at uh, Time Inc. and at Hearst and Condé Nast, I mean, none of them would come to the phone about this, but you kind of know they have an opinion about it. Right. Well, I, I'm. Uh, it's scary. Uh, and at the same time, you would think that they might actually appreciate the efficiency given the, co- the cost of their sales departments. Um, having Actually, have, I have friends and family, <clears throat> excuse me, in, in magazine sales, so I'm more, you know, good luck to them. But, I, but if it, this takes away some of the uh, having to go have lunch with people in order to sell the pages, obviously that's more efficient. Now, I wanted to ask something. I remember that article. And of course, remember how good it was. There was a sidebar um, that I actually referred to on my blog, which what I referred to was um, the number or the percentage of advertising agency people who had ever uh, tried to place an ad program on Google. And the number was astoundingly low, which simply indicated to me that um, there is a lack of curiosity or there is a lack of time to be curious. I mean, what, what, what's the issue there? How could, how could something like Google, and I think that they're doing $6 billion a year in ad sales, how can advertising people not have even bothered to try to place an ad on Google just for the hell of it? You know, that's, that's an excellent question. Uh, I, but I think a couple of things come into play here. I mean, one is the purely psychological. I mean, unless you're a real data wonk, uh, advertising on Google is not sexy. It's the least sexy thing you could ever imagine, in fact, uh, if you got into the, the business to, you know, do wonderful 30-second commercials. Uh, and so I think that's one factor. Uh, I think also it's, 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 not, um, it's not really on the radar screens of a lot of large advertisers. I'm not going to say all by any stretch, but if you if you walk through, say, the the PowerPoint that that Google uh, 
you know, presented to analysts when they had their analyst day, I think back like two months ago, which is it's readily available online. You, you really get a feel for how much their advertising base is um, swung in the direction of smaller advertisers. So I think those those are at work. Um, I did sit in a session for that story with uh, the interactive arm of a major, major agency, and uh, for the most part, the people in the session were really young. I'd say they were about 25 years old. And uh, so I think, in a sense, it's, it's considered grunt work, and to a degree, I think it is grunt work. Um, and I also think that uh, probably it's not going to advance your career so far in advertising right now to become, you know, the head of search for a major advertising agency. Um, the, the, the people who seem to get it are the interactive shops. And the uh, the mainstream advertisers would much rather be doing viral video right now when it comes to Internet advertising. Well, good. Well, I, you know, again, my, my concern was that there was just – even though they may not want to do it, I was just – I found it curious that they weren't curious, right? That, yeah. That it just seemed to be on the edge. And um, I, I – maybe this is just because I, I grew up in the old days of big advertising agencies. But uh, being the guy that kind of at least understood the new thing, uh, maybe got you ahead. Uh, you know, you were an AE, then you became an account supervisor. So uh, maybe there are other things driving success at agencies. Uh, but anyway, that was just a minor point. But I was, I was actually surprised at the low numbers of people that even bothered. By the way, Google does work. We run ads for our agency, and we do get meetings from, from those ads. And it's surprising how few agencies actually advertise their agencies on Google. Because there are a lot of, for example, a lot of searches on, uh, on, the, on the terms or relative terms to San Francisco ad agency, and we have gotten calls. In fact, we're in an article in the Chronicle in a couple of weeks, mainly because the writer, uh, the reporter, uh, went to Google to see where they could find advertising agencies. I guess they use Google, to, and they found us. And on Google... Uh, everybody's the same size. I mean, uh, our little right. agency in San Francisco is the same size as Goodby. So uh, we like it. We like Google. And um, we do occasionally use it for our clients. Uh, I, uh, it's not something that we push. It's not our business. Um, but nonetheless, interesting. So I appreciated that article. And this may be a good place to stop. Um, this is going to be part one of a three-part interview. So we can all uh, take a break and uh, don't go anywhere. But we're going to take a break and uh, we'll come back to you, Kathy. Okay. This podcast of The 360 View is produced by Ralston 360, a 20-year-old advertising agency with offices in Bend, Oregon and San Francisco, California. To learn more about Ralston 360 and to read and listen to more of their wonderful words, please visit Ralston360.com. That's Ralston360.com. Well, back from the past and birth of Google's domination to today, Peter has a couple of quick things he wants me to say. First, the second episode of his interview with Adweek's Kathy Taylor is coming up so don't miss it. Frankly, this is a good reason to subscribe and to tell all your friends about advertising stories. Next, Peter wants to thank his production crew. Michael Jordan, Hope Solo and Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> 